Welcome to A Cowgirl and Her Horse, a weekly podcast aimed at helping you become strong in the saddle. What does it mean to be strong in the saddle? It means showing up for your horse, both physically and mentally, as the strongest and best version of you. It means feeling confident, both in and out of the arena. It means feeling secure in your ability to ride and move with your horse in the most optimal way possible. If you're looking to maximize your experience with your horse, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Katrina, and now let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of A Cowgirl and Her Horse. I'm your host, Katrina. And we are on day 29 of the Strong in the Saddle series, which means we just have today and tomorrow for the series. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you have, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It helps get the podcast out into the world to other people who might enjoy these episodes. And also lets me know that you guys are enjoying what I am saying, which would be nice to know. And with that, let's get into today's topic. So I have a question for you. Have you ever looked at a food label and been shocked by something that you saw? Maybe it was that the serving size, which was much smaller than you thought for the amount of calories you were getting. Maybe the amount of sugar was super high. Maybe the food was higher in a vitamin than you thought. Or maybe some of you don't look at food labels at all. You don't know how to interpret them, so you just avoid them altogether. Whatever the case may be, as someone who is hoping to change their health, get strong, and perform well as a horse person, being able to interpret and make informed decisions based on what you see on a food label is important. Being able to do that will allow you to ensure you're getting sufficient protein, which is important for building muscle, especially after strenuous workouts or rides. Um, It allows you to be mindful of things like sodium, sugar, and trans fat intake, as too much of those things can potentially have a negative impact on not just your short-term performance, but more so your long-term health. So let's get into the details of what you need to know to make the most out of your food choices. Before we do get started, though, I just want to say I do definitely advocate for eating mostly a whole foods diet, which would include foods that don't come with food labels. But you know, this is definitely helpful information because obviously our whole diet isn't going to be, you know, produce and meat and whatnot. We are all going to eat foods that do have food labels. So that pertains to those items. So the first thing that you should take a look at is the serving size. You might look at something and think, oh, it only has, I don't know, five, 150 calories. But what is only 150 calories? Is that the entire package? Is it one item in the package? I think one of the more common places that people get tripped up on this is cereal. 
when people pour a bowl of cereal, they are probably eating, I don't know, three, four servings, which means that rather than getting the whatever 110 calories on the food label, they're probably getting closer to 400 calories. Uh, Next, I would recommend that you look at the three macronutrients, protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Some people may say that you should look at calories next, but as someone who advocates for macro counting, which if you haven't already, go back and listen to that episode earlier on in the season. For someone who advocates for macro counting, I recommend that you look at those three macronutrients next. Fat is usually listed right under the calorie amount. Carbs will be a few lines below that. And then protein is usually listed under the carbs, fiber, and sugar content. Um, You need to take these numbers into context. If you're looking at a tortilla, for example, we can expect that it's going to be higher in carbs. If you're looking at olive oil, it's going to be exclusively fat or pretty darn close. You can use this information when planning out what you are going to eat. Are you wanting something higher in carbs because you're going to work out or ride within the next hour or so? Or maybe you've been struggling to hit your protein target, so you're looking for something higher in that macronutrient. And I think once people start looking at this, they might be surprised at what some foods contain because, you know, like that tortilla, yes, it's predominantly carbs, but there are also going to be proteins and fats in there, which you do need to take into consideration because those definitely add up over the course of a day. Once you've looked at those bigger macronutrients, you can look at some of the smaller nutrients. Some nutrients that I would say you would want to try and keep on the lower end are sodium and also added sugars. If you're eating mostly a whole foods diet with minimal packaged foods, then you likely don't need to worry about this And you may actually be consuming very little sodium, but if you do tend to eat a lot of processed foods, definitely need to watch out for that. Things like deli meats, cheeses, store-bought breads, surprisingly, and other processed foods can be very high in sodium. Similarly, things like Fruit juices, cereals, and protein bars can be very high in added sugars. Depending on what you eat, you may or may not be okay with eating foods higher in these items. For example, I would be fine eating a ham sandwich because the rest of my meals throughout the day are as a general rule, really low in sodium. So eating that ham might actually bring my sodium level up to where I would typically want it in a day. Some nutrients on the flip side that you would want to get more of would include things like fiber, calcium, vitamin D, potassium, iron. Again, if you're eating a whole foods diet, you should have no trouble getting these nutrients, but If you're eating a lot of foods that come with labels, 
you may want to try and choose options that are fortified with those nutrients that we want more of in our diet. Food labels will also include a percentage daily value amount, indicating how much of your recommended daily intake that food contains. However, that those percentages are very general. It is based on a 2000 calorie diet, which may or may not be applicable to you. If you're pregnant, if you're super active, if you're young or elderly or whatever else, those can all impact how much of a specific nutrient you should be getting regularly. I'm not going to give you any recommendations here. Many of the government health websites can provide that information, but I just wanted to bring to your attention the fact that those per percentages of daily intakes may or may not be accurate for you, and more likely than not, they're not accurate for you. Just know that, yes, we want to get a good amount of vitamins and minerals every day, and as you start looking at food labels more and more, you'll start to learn which foods are higher in certain vitamins and minerals than others. Again, if you're eating a varied and balanced, mostly whole foods diet, you shouldn't have any trouble getting what you need. As I've said time and time again in this series, calories are king. And if you count macros, then that means your macro split is really where you should be focusing your attention. As long as you're not eating like an idiot, i.e. eating tons of processed garbage, then you don't really need to stress. If counting macros stresses you out, then I would say to just focus on your protein intake and choose foods that are higher in protein. Many people are falling way short of where of what they should be getting for protein. So that's a great place to start, especially if you're just starting out, you're busy, what have you. Not only will it ensure that you have enough protein and amino acids to help with muscle recovery, but it's also going to help with satiety as well. Remember, you guys, this does not need to be complicated. The billion-dollar health and wellness industry just likes to try and make you think that it should be complicated. And that's why you need the latest and greatest whatever they've come out with now. Just keep it simple, you guys. And with that, that is it for today's episode of the podcast. Please be sure to stay tuned for day 30, the final day of the Strong in the Saddle series. It'll be a good episode. And until tomorrow... Remember, it's always a good day to ride.